It's time for News Talk 720 KDWN's Ask the Expert Hour. Have a question? Call now, 702-257-KDWN. That's 702-257-5396. Welcome to Ask the Experts. My name's Brian Black. I'm here with Brian A. Lowe of Brian A. Lowe & Associates. Good morning, Brian. Good morning, Brian. It's good to be here with you this morning. Good weekend this weekend? Had a very good weekend. Thank you. Was it? Uh, uh, was the weather to your liking? wasn't too cold. No, and Saturday was just a beautiful sunny day. I just had a great day. You know, I've got a friend who's from California, and I walked out. We went to lunch the other day, and I walked outside and said, "Oh, what a beautiful day!" And he was like, "What do you mean beautiful? It's freezing out here." <laughs> I, I, I I like that. I like jacket weather. I mean, we don't get a lot of that in Las Vegas. And they tell us that this is the uh, warmest temperature, worldwide temperature that uh, we have on record. Hmm. I couldn't believe it. Ah, worldwide increase in temperature. Yes. I wonder what you would call that. I don't uh. know. You know? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this morning we're talking about trusts. It's something that we talk about quite a bit because honestly, it seems like there's hundreds and hundreds of different types of trusts uh, that you can set up for your for uh, protecting your assets. Uh, last week we talked about asset protection in a very specific form. But since we are about ten days from the end of the year right now, I, I think that a good thing to talk about this week is charitable trusts. Uh, people use them for lots of different reasons. And is there something you can, a way that you can start off the subject. What is a charitable trust? Charitable trust is a trust that you would establish, and generally they are irrevocable trusts, but you establish it uh, to give assets away that you've accumulated, and you're able to get a charitable deduction mm-hmm. uh, for tax purposes by giving that away to charity. Okay. So... Uh, Kind of walk me through the process. What do you what do you have to do to set up a charitable trust? Is there are there certain uh, what's considered a charity? Is it any any um, any charitable organization? What is the what is the code for that? I'm blanking right now. The well, 401973. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there are several uh, sections of the code, but basically, a, a charitable uh, a charity is a, an organization that the uh, IRS has determined is eligible to be a uh, a charity. There are private foundations, there are public foundations, there are public charities, there mm-hmm. are lots of different kinds of organizations that are charities. There are governmental uh, um, educational educations, for instance, UNLV would be a charity. Right. So there are lots of charities, and this time of year, a lot of people will try to give to some charity so that they can do good in the world. Okay. So, and of course, I guess it goes without saying that you're, you can't be giving it to an individual. That would be something like a, what we talked about before, a third-party trust. Um, but if you're giving, you'd have to be giving to a charitable organization. You can also put it into trust for the benefit of the charity, and oftentimes people will do that for many different reasons. Okay. So... When we're talking about using a charitable trust uh, to do good in the world, it also gives you a tax benefit as well, does it not? It does. And if you make a charitable uh, deduction, then you can write off uh, up to 50% of your uh, taxable income by that charitable deduction, up and, to 50%. And this is something that has to be done before the, the end of the year, the end of the yes. calendar year. Mm-hmm. So what's, what's a good reason to set up a charitable trust as opposed to just cutting a check to a, a charity? Well, sometimes people would like to 
contribute something to a charity, let them know that uh, you have charitable purpose and you want to give them something. Uh, you may want a tax deduction, but on the other hand, maybe you can't afford to give all of your assets away. And when you die, that's fine. You'll have it go to charity, but in the meantime, you want to live on it. So people will put together a trust called a charitable remainder trust, make uh, distributions into the charitable remainder trust, being able to take lifetime income for themselves or for themselves and their spouse and even for themselves, their spouse and their children for their lifetimes. And then at the end of those lifetimes, it would the remainder interest would fall over to the charity. So just the interest goes to the charity? Is that the 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 plan there? No, if just the interest goes to the charity, that's called a charitable lead trust. So you put the money in, each year the charity gets the income off of the uh, the trust, the charitable lead trust, and then at the end of the day your heirs get the remainder interest. A charitable remainder trust is one where you put money into it, you fund it, you decide which charity is to receive it after the event of death occurs. Right. And, but as long as you're alive, you get all of the income off of it. Okay. So you receive the interest during the course of your life, but at the at the end of that time, they get the money that's actually in the account. That is correct. So why not just set up a simple account for that purpose, or do you have to do a trust to do this? Well, you have to set it up in some kind of a trust or entity that is irrevocable and it will come about. Now, when I say irrevocably, that doesn't mean that you cannot change the, the, the beneficial interest. Some people say, well, today I want XYZ charity to get everything that I own when I die. But two or three years down the line, they have a falling out with that charity and they'd right. like to have some other charity. So what they'll do is they'll set up a charitable remainder trust that they create, they watch over, they uh, invest they take the income off of it, and over time, if they want to change the the charity to, that will ultimately receive it, they can change that. So there are lots of things you can do with a charitable remainder trust. So, you know, is it necessary to set up this uh, trust during during your life, or is there, um, you know, I, you know, there's I'm sure there's people out there who want to give to charity but don't have the income to fund an account. Um, if, if you get where I'm going, you know, during the course of their life, you know, they don't have an extra 10, 15% of their income to put into an account. Would you set up a trust if you wanted to leave what's, um, remaining of your assets when you pass? Sure. You can just set up your, your estate plan and just say upon my demise or upon the demise of my wife and my children, uh, then I want it all to go to the charity. That is mm-hmm. not a charitable trust. Right. That's just a disposition of your assets upon your demise. So uh, the charitable trust is a little different, however. This is a trust that you're putting money into that trust. You're going to get the income off of the trust for your lifetime. You get a charitable deduction for the value of the remainder interest that ultimately will go to charity, mm-hmm. but you get the benefit from it all your life plus the tax deduction. When we come back, we'll be talking a little bit more about charitable trust. If you have a question for Brian Lowe of Brian A. Lowe & Associates, give us a call at 702-257-5396. We'll be right back. Now back to Ask the Experts on News Talk 720 KDWN. 
Welcome back. We're talking to Brian Lowe of Brian A. Lowe and Associates. We're talking about charitable trust this week. Uh, as I understand it so far, a charitable trust is basically a bank account uh, that you can put money into and accumulate interest that you can live off of during the course of your life. But at the end of your life, that money is transferred over to the uh, the charity, and it is a form of irrevoca- irrevocable trust. Is that correct? Irrevocable trust, yes. Now, you know, it just doesn't have to be during the lifetime of the grantor. Mm-hmm. But it can be during the lifetime of some other individual, too. For instance, the lifetime of your son or your daughter. Right. So it can be for your lifetime, you get the income. If you die, then the son or daughter gets the, the, the income until they die. But at some point, it has to go to, to charity. Now, you know, can this go on forever? Well, no, because the IRS looks at it this way. Because of all the tax benefits right. that a person gets by establishing a charitable remainder trust, there has to be some value at the end of the day going to the charity. So they've set up certain formulas that say that the charity is entitled to at least to a certain percentage at the end of the day. And if it doesn't meet that test, then it's not a charitable trust. And so you cannot take care take all of the tax advantages that you would by dis, by making a contribution to a charitable remainder trust. Maybe I read too much fiction, but I was even thinking while you were talking at the beginning there, I was like, well, I guess somebody could set up a thing where they, they could, the, the, the charitable trust remains in effect as long as their family line remains intact. It would not meet the, uh, the formula that the IRS has to... Uh, uh, allow that. So what is the limit? What's uh, How long can you go? What, well, what's... the bottom line is that the charity has to have some amount, and I, I can't think offhand what that amount is, uh, uh, somewhere around 10%. Okay. Uh, by a certain time or? No. no. If at the end of all of the, the lifetime beneficial interests mm-hmm. run out, the charity has to have at least get that percentage gotcha. in present day value. Hmm, interesting. So uh, you, I, I think I understand that you know maybe you'd want to set up something that takes care of you and your spouse or your kids for a certain amount of time, and then you know once that 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 purpose has been accomplished, the money goes over to a charity. Is there another reason to set up a charitable trust? Oh, there are lots of income tax reasons. Some people have charitable desires. They have certain charities that they'd like to fund and and help out. Other people have no charitable desires at all, but they will use charitable remainder trust just because of the income tax benefits of creating a charitable remainder trust. For instance, let's assume that a person acquired a piece of property for very little. Mm -hmm. Maybe they even received it by gift. Maybe during that and if they did receive it by gift or or acquired it, they have a basis in that property. And what do you uh, mean by a basis? What they paid for it, or what the value was when it was given to them. Okay, that is their basis. Maybe over time they will depreciate that asset, and as they depreciate the asset, the basis of the property goes down. Mm-hmm. But at the same time we see appreciation in the value of that property and it goes way up. And so at the end of the day, when they are about to retire, they say, hey, I've got a huge estate 
it's it's very large because of this one property that I invested in and it's done well, but I've depreciated it. If I sell it, I have tax on all of that appreciation. Right. Some of that will come back to me and recapture of any uh, depreciation I took. So it's going to take a big hunk out of this money. So if I sell this so I don't have to manage it any longer and invest it in stocks and bonds, then I'm going to have to pay the tax on it. Right. And the, and the, after paying the tax, it's going to be substantially less. And so what they'll do is they will establish a charitable remainder trust, put those assets into the charitable remainder trust, mm-hmm. let the charitable remainder trust then sell that asset. Since it's a charitable trust, it is not subject to tax. Okay. And so now all that money is being invested in that charitable remainder trust, throwing off income to them. And so they get more income every year because they establish the trust. So it's it's a little bit of a lesser of two evils type thing. So you yes, you would lose a lot of money in this first situation. Secondly, you'd be giving it away, but you do receive the interest on that investment. In the long run, you get more by giving it away <laughs> because you take the tax deduction, right? you don't have to pay the tax on all of the appreciation, and some of that is ordinary, possibly could be ordinary income, so you don't have to pay the tax. Mm-hmm. The, the gross is now invested. You get the income off of that gross, and because the value of what you gave away, the remainder interest part of that is tax deductible, you may even get a tax deductible for for very for many years because you have given it into a charitable remainder trust. You know, it's it's hard to wrap my head around because I guess I'm not used to thinking on a larger scale, but when we first started talking about the charitable remainder trust, I, I thought to myself, I'm like, well, if I had a million dollars I wouldn't want to put it in an account that I can't touch just to live off the interest. I'd want the million dollars. Is there really that big of, a, of an income tax benefit? What is this benefit? I mean, is it, is it so much better that you would want to do it that way? Well, if you had a million dollars and it was all tax-free, mm-hmm. it's not the same incentive as a person who had invested and now has had a huge gain on it. Right. And now they're going to have to be taxed on that gain before they get to utilize whatever the balance that is. Okay. So they will, in fact, give it away to charity or charitable remainder trust. Mm-hmm. They get to control who the charities are going to be. Right. They don't have to do, have their own charitable remainder trust. They, a lot of these charities have charitable remainder trusts that you can buy into, and then they will invest it for you and pay you a certain percentage every uh, every year right. for the rest of your life or the lives of those who you want to uh, to give income to. And do you pay tax on the on the on the interest that you receive? Yes, you do. That uh, it will come out uh, when it's a trust, anything that is distributed out to a beneficiary of a trust carries out with it the income por- income from it. So the the beneficiary of that that distribution has to pay tax on that income. But if that income was long-term capital gain, then you pay long-term capital gains, and you may end up paying long-term capital gains the rest of your life rather than ordinary income on it. Hmm. So would this be uh, useful to someone who, say, for instance, has invested in real estate in the last few years and bought some properties that were 
at a low low cost uh, when you know things weren't doing so well and have suddenly um, increased the value of these properties and now have made a bunch of money. Is that something that would be useful to somebody like that? That is, I mean, many people who invest in in highly appreciated assets will consider charitable remainder trust just because of that. It's, it's just a good tax thing. They can also do something good in the world with the remainder when they die, mm-hmm. and it's just a win-win thing. And plus, they get the charitable deduction they can write off their own ordinary income. So when you say irrevocable, I know that nothing's, nothing's absolute. How irrevocable are these trusts? Uh, say, for instance, my father set up a charitable remainder trust that is good during the course of his life and during my life, and I find myself here in my life receiving the benefit of this charitable remainder trust, but f- for some reason I'm just a greedy s- son of a gun, and I don't want that to go to the charity at the end of my life. Is there anything I can do about it? Sorry about that, Brian. The charity's going to get it. Okay. I was just, just checking, you know, not, th- not that that's happened. I just wanted to see if uh, how irrevocable irrevocable is. But if you are the one who set up the trust, you can change it during the course of your time, You right? can change who the charities are going to be, yes. Okay. So. Because, because remember that when you create this trust, you are getting that charitable deduction, and you're taking that deduction against your own tax return. So Mm -hmm. the the government wants to make sure that the charity is going to get it at the end of the day. If you have a question for Brian A. Lowe of Brian A. Lowe & Associates, give us a call at 702-257-5396. That's 702-257-5396. The end of the year is coming up, and we're talking about charitable trusts. When we return, we'll talk a little bit more with Brian Lowe. Give us a call. Now back to Ask the Experts on News Talk 720 KDWN. Welcome back. I'm Brian Black talking to Brian A. Lowe of Brian A. Lowe and Associates. If you have a question for us about charitable trusts, give us a call at 702-257-5396. In the past 30 minutes, I've learned one thing about charitable trusts is if you're thinking about giving to charity, you need to talk to a lawyer because there's lots of different things that you can do uh, in order to give to that charity, uh, get the best benefit from that donation, and also take care of the charity as well. Uh, And a good one to talk to is Brian Lowe, because I'm learning a lot today. So we've talked about giving money into a charitable trust. And uh, uh, so you you put the money into the trust. It generates interest, and that interest is paid back to you. And then at the end of your your time, or whatever time that you said, either you or your heirs, that money goes to one or more charities, correct? The remainder goes to the charities, yes. So what if you decide, you know, what if you, you're really wanting to give away this money? So you have an extra, you know, set of assets that you want to give to the Boy Scouts of America. And you set up a trust to be payable to them. And then this interest comes back to you. I, I, I seem to think that if you have this interest coming to you, that's income, you could take that interest and put it into another trust, correct? Sure. You can use that, uh, that income that's flowing back to you any way that you want even though the the amount that is applied towards charity, you may have enough there to get all of this income, even tax-free for a period of time. Right. <clears throat> so here is this income coming into, into your life. And let's say you have children. You've given a, a, a huge asset into this charitable remainder trust that's going to provide a lifetime benefit for you. Mm-hmm. And you're going to get it at some tax advantage. And it's going to be managed and, and it's going to uh, be set aside so that creditors can't get to it. 
and you have all of these benefits, but you've left your children out. So sometimes people will take that income mm -hmm. that they're receiving and put it into a life insurance policy for the benefit of their children or establish an irrevocable life insurance trust and put it into that irrevocable life insurance trust for the benefit of their children so that if you're buying enough in, uh, insurance that puts you into a taxable estate, then there won't be any tax on that life insurance when it's paid to your children. So no estate tax. No estate tax. So let me get this clear. So if you had a million dollars, and I hate to say a million dollars every time, but if you have a million dollars and you put it into a charitable remainder trust and then you use the interest to buy life insurance for a million dollars for your son, then he could inherit the million dollars that he would have gotten anyway but just not pay estate tax on it, which he would have normally. It would be tax-free. Now, we have an, uh, an estate tax. Mm -hmm. We don't have a state estate tax or a state inheritance tax in Nevada. Mm -hmm. So we're only looking now at the U.S. estate tax. Right. And everyone is entitled to an exemption. They can have a certain amount of money before they actually have to pay a tax. Right. And that amount is a little over $5.4 right okay. now. So if you're going to buy life insurance and it's going to be in excess of $5 million, then you buy that life insurance and put it into an irrevocable life insurance trust. And, and when at the end of the day, they get the, uh, the money out of that life insurance trust without having to pay any estate tax. So it's using these trusts in such a way that you're getting the biggest bang for your buck. Mm -hmm. You're getting as much tax advantage as we can get for you. And you're benefiting not only your family, but you're uh, uh, helping out charities that do good things in the world. See, that's great because, you know, a lot of people would like to help but just don't know how to. Or they think, well, if I do help everyone else, then how am I going to help my own children? Or even how can I sustain my own life right. if I help out? Well, there are ways. That's very interesting. So you touched on something just a moment ago that I thought was interesting when you said asset protection. How can you use these to protect your assets? Well, what you're doing is you're giving those assets away irrevocably it's put into a trust and so it's not there it's not an available asset for you mm -hmm. and it the only thing that a creditor could go against is what you have an entitlement to but you don't have an entitlement to the entire estate so basically you're keeping those assets away from what i'll call the grubby group the creditors right and you know and we've talked about this before, you can't set up something like this in order to keep money away from creditors. It has to be in place before any situation arises, correct? Yes, you cannot uh, uh, give away assets to avoid or evade the payment of creditors. Mm -hmm. And if you do that, it used to be called fraudulent transfer or fraudulent conveyance. Right. Now it's becoming more and more known as an avoidable asset. Mm -hmm. And so if you try to avoid or evade the payment of debt, then the person can go to court and get that gift set aside. But as long as you uh, are not insolvent, you can generally pay your bills. What you do, what you give away into charity or give to others, 
uh, is not avoidable asset. So this would be more of a part of long-term planning. If you're, you're setting up your long-term plan and you say, well, in the case that something happens where I might be, you know, in a tight spot, I would much rather my, my assets go to charity than to creditors in the future with no problems on the horizon. That's what you would do. Yes, you could set up a charitable remainder trust, thereby getting as much benefit as you can tax-wise and income-wise for, for the balance of your lifetime, and then the charity takes at the end of the day. And in the meantime, if you have a falling out with that charity, you can change which charity you want it to go to. Now, is there a simple way to describe the tax benefit we're talking about here? Are we talking about a huge amount? Depends on how much you give. If you give... Uh, uh, the value of one million dollars away, you can take up to one million or five hundred thousand in tax deduction. Mm-hmm. In it, well, let's say you are making a hundred thousand a year, right? And you give a million dollars away, you can take up to twenty five thousand dollars of tax deduction because you're making fifty thousand a year, and each year. You have a carryover of that that charitable contribution, right? And so the next year you take another twenty five, and you eventually oh, you can spread it out. Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. It it will carry forward. Now that's interesting. I assume that the the uh, tax benefit would only be in the year that you actually gave away the asset. Up to fifty percent, but that that you don't use can carry over. Oh, interesting. Interesting. So that's that's. A pretty significant amount sure. of tax uh, tax benefit there. It is. Now, are there any other ways that you can set up a, or any reasons that you would set up a charitable trust other than what we've talked about so far? Well, there are probably some that I can't think of right now, but uh, <laughs> uh, different people come in with different uh, uh, desires. And uh, when they come in, we discuss it and we can generally tell a person whether what they want to do can be done. But most of the time with a charity, we can do a lot of things. Well, and and that brings up an important point that we always mention here on the show is that when somebody comes in to talk to you, they give you a call at 702-259-0002. They set up an appointment with you and they come in. It's a free consultation, correct? That's correct. And what does that include? That includes whatever time it takes to discuss what their issues are, what they want to do, and for us to come up with a tentative kind of a plan to see if, if that's what they think they would like to do. And mm-hmm. then we can tell them what it would cost to carry out that plan. And w- would you say that that's uh, an afternoon, an hour? Uh, you know, I mean, is there, is there any specific time period that you're limited to? No, uh, generally not, except for my calendar. <laughs> okay, well, that makes sense. Well, I tell you what, give Brian Alo a call at 702-259-0002, or if you have a question right now for Brian Lowe about charitable trust, give us a call right here at 702-257-5396. We'll be right back on Ask the Experts. Now back to Ask the Experts on News Talk 720, KDWN. 
Welcome back. We're talking to Brian Lowe of Brian A. Lowe and Associates. And this week we're talking about charitable trust since the end of the year is coming up and people are thinking about those tax benefits and also are probably in a charitable state of mind with the Christmas season. We've talked about being able to uh, protect your assets. We've talked about being able to transfer money to a charity and also take care of your children. Uh, one of the things that I've learned so far in the show today is that this can get incredibly complicated, like a lot of things when, when it comes to estate planning. And it's good it's a good idea to talk to a lawyer, which it's a good thing we're talking to you, Brian. Well, I appreciate being here. If anyone has any questions, yeah, please give us a call. Absolutely. The number is 702-257-5396. So can you give us an example of, uh, you know, you're the one who's done many, many of these trusts. Is there, is there an example in your mind of somebody who's benefited greatly or needed your help because of the complexity of setting up a charitable trust? Well... Let's just take, I, I can't use any names. And, of course. And, uh, but uh, let's take a, uh, a social organization mm -hmm. here in town. Okay. And they have members. And their members like to do charitable things in the community and, and make the community better. Right. And they have acquired some assets over their years. They've invested. They haven't invested in the short term, but they've always invested in good investments that uh, has over time appreciated substantially and also is now throwing off some dividend. Not enough dividend, but they're throwing off dividends and now they want to retire. Mm -hmm. And they also would like to be charitable. Now that they have this, this wealth, they don't want to be taxed away. I mean, ta have all the gain taxed away where they can't use it for themselves and, and their charity. So mm -hmm. they will create a charitable remainder trust. And in that charitable remainder trust, they have made a provision that the two of them will receive income for life. And after they die, they have a child that they want to give some benefit to. Right. So they take these appreciated assets. They transfer them into a charitable remainder trust. They get the benefit of giving charity a a gift mm -hmm. and which they get to write off against their own tax, uh, their taxable income. Right. And so if they're receiving a pension or something like this, they can write off some of that income that's coming off of the pension because of that charitable deduction. Right. They have now provided to this organization that they've been a member of for 25 years, doing good things in the community with a some kind of benefit. As soon as they die, then the charity is going to receive this and can be uh, can fund many other good things in the community. So right. they're they're carrying on with with what they want to do, and they want to be recognized for many years after they they lived. And they wanted a certain amount of immortality by providing something sure. for someone else. And so they felt that the chair, this would be a, a good thing to do. And so they, they put all of their appreciated assets into the charitable remainder trust. They then invest that. Well, they sell those assets. They don't pay tax on it in the trust because it's a charitable trust. Right. They now invest it and get the income off of that for their lifetime. Since now they have some cash flow off of their pension and now cash flow off of their, their charitable remainder trust, and they're also getting Social Security, they have sufficient assets. So what they do is they take some of that and they 
put together an irrevocable life insurance trust for the child that they wanted to give something to after they died. Right. So they created a chair, a, a life insurance trust. They funded that. They the the ins- the premium on the insurance policy they made payable over a ten year period, and they figured that during that ten year period they pretty well will use up all of their taxable deduction, and so they're getting that life insurance basically tax free. It goes into uh, the insurance company after ten years. They don't pay any more premium, and then when they die, then the child gets a lump sum, which is even more than what the uh, they originally put into the charitable remainder trust. When they die, the charity gets all that's in the charitable remainder trust. Everyone wins. It's a win-win thing. And, you know, compare and contrast that to somebody who d- decides to take that initial sum of money and just invest it themselves and, quote, live off the interest. You hear a lot of people say sure. that a lot. Um, but, of course, all of that is subject to tax. That and if you tried to leave that those assets to uh, an heir, uh, like a son or a daughter, then they would be subject to tax. That is correct. So, like you say, it's a win. It's not just a win-win. It's a win-win-win. It is because then you are able to give to charity. You're able to contribute in the way that you've wanted to contribute during the course of your life after your death. And uh, it honestly just sounds like the best way to go. And it particularly works well because of our tax structure right now. Over the last seven, eight years, we have increased taxes. We the the maximum tax rate on income has gone up to thirty nine point six. Plus, mm-hmm. once you get to a certain point, then you go into the Obama tax, another three point eight percent. Right on on the capital gains, it's gone from fifteen percent up to twenty percent. Plus the Obama tax. Once you get to a certain amount, mm-hmm. and all these taxes come together to make it even a more valuable tool to do a charitable remainder trust. But everyone is different. Everyone has different needs. Right. Everyone's situation is, is tax-wise is different. And so they need to come in and if they have any interest in it to discuss it and see what uh, a charitable remainder trust can do for them. Now, is this something that is beneficial to, to people in all walks of life or do you have to have a certain amount of wealth in order to even start considering this? No, it's it's good for anyone. Everything is relative. If if you were a billionaire, a million dollar trust wouldn't mean anything to you. Right. But if you were a millionaire and just had a million dollars, it's a hundred percent. That's a lot of money. Sure. And if you only had ten thousand dollars, someone looking at you having a million dollars, you would be a millionaire. You know. Everything is relative, sure. and so people will do things for their, for what they want to do, their own interest in mind, and what they want to accomplish, and that can be accomplished with proper planning. Well, if you do have a question for Brian Lowe, and, or you do have a situation that you're unclear on, it's a free consultation. Please give him a call. Make an appointment today at 702-259-0002. That's 702-259-0002. You can also look them up online at southernnevadalawyers.com. It is a free consultation. Um, to wrap up today's uh, broadcast before uh, the Christmas season, is there anything else that you can think of in the last minute or so that we have on the show here that somebody could uh, utilize for tax benefit before the end of the year? Just that the thing, you know, just prepayment of, of your uh, real property tax right now. Right. I mean, property taxes are going to be due the first week of January if they pay their 
their property tax just a week earlier, mm -hmm. they can get a deduction this year. And if they're in a 20% bracket, that means that the amount of tax that they will have to pay is just 20% 20 20 of that tax that they've already paid for real property is going to give you some benefit. So try to plan your uh, your gifts or your or your uh, payments that are tax deductible. Well, thank you, Brian. This has been a very informative show. We'll be back next week on Ask the Experts. If you'd like to make a excuse me, if you'd like to make an appointment with Brian A. Lowe and Associates, please give them a call at 702-259-0002. See you next week.